are in episode 28 of Going Beyond Salvation, and this is season 3 of the, the podcast. And I'm your host, Jess Robinson, and this is the Psalms and Proverbs section of the weekly reading. And so we're going to just jump right in into it. Uh, we jump into Psalm th- 53, and um, Psalm 53, if you actually look at it, it's very similar to Psalm 14, where it says, The full says in their heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and their ways are vile. There is no one who does good. And we look at that, and it just seems, it, it, it's talking about the wicked, and and that there's wicked and God's looking for those who are who were righteous. And David also, you know, talks about, you know, when in, you know, read it writes about when evildoers will, you know, they'll never learn. And and it just seems like that 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 people who continue to do evil, you're sitting there looking at them going, seriously, uh this is you know, wake up and, and all of that, but, you know, and that's sad because there are people who are, as they're wicked, you know, that there are, there is corruption out there. There are people who do, do not do good. They seek after evil. And we'll talk about that in, in the book of Proverbs as well, about people who seek out evil. And, but what is so great is at the end, it said, God scattered the bones of those who attacked you. You put them to shame for God despised them. And it's not that saying that God doesn't despise people. He, he despises sin and evil and wants to be rid of that. And, and there's a lot of people that, who doubt God going, well, if God is so loving, why, and if he's able to eliminate evil, why doesn't he do that? And, you know, as we talk about it, you know, he could have at that point, you know, when Adam and Eve first sinned, he had the power to redeem them as well, right there and then, make them spot spotless again. But he didn't. Why? I think it's because of the free will. He, you know, we've been given that free will to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and, and to worship God. It's our choice. You know, we cannot reciprocate love if we're forced. That's what's so great about America, in a way, is because we do have that choice if we do want to serve God. Or, you know, it's a place where people can get, you know, have that right to, to worship, you know, even though it's not, their other form of worship may not be the right way, but it's still their choice. I will share my beliefs gladly and that Jesus is the way, but ultimately it is up to that person to accept the, you know, Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's, you know, I'm not going to put a gun to them and say to them that you have to accept Jesus. You know, that's not how God wants it. God is a God of love. And I, and, you know, when I was taking a class, it was interesting when we were talking about Adam and Eve, too, that essentially God was showing is and is showing Satan that ultimately his creation is choosing to worship him. And, you know, so it's an at your face, Satan kind of thing. 
but ultimately that is what God wants and God, ultimately God is going to be coming back and the sin will be eradicated and we'll be constantly worshiping God we'll still have that free will but it, in the end it was our choice and it's all about choice it's about that and and yes it's the only way but it's our choice and so it's not so much God that is the cause of evil. It was us because of choices that Adam and Eve decided to make and bring sin into the world. People choose when to do evil. You know, that's, that's the thing I tell people when they say, oh, we need to get rid of guns. And I say, no, it's not the guns. It's the choice of the person who decided to pick up the gun and, sh and shoot somebody. And so... But ultimately, God, it, he, you know, in the end, we have that hope that God is going to ultimately destroy evil. And so we're going to take a pause and then jump into Psalm 54. We're back and we're talking about Psalm 54. And Psalm 54 is um, it's attributed to David. And, and most study Bibles believe this is when the Ziphites had gone to Saul and said, Is not David hiding among us? This is when he was fleeing Saul. So he was fleeing for his life, essentially. And um, this psalm is essentially, you know, a prayer you know, for, for someone who's in, in imminent danger, it's a, an appropriate prayer for the believer, you know, when they're facing dangers and an imminent disaster, you know, the psalmist is calling for help, expecting that God will respond in, in his saving, delivering and healing power. Today, the Lord sends his Holy Spirit to be our helper on earth and the sustainer of our souls. There's nothing wrong with going to God when there is danger and, and praying for help, for protection. God wants us to do that. We have that connection to be able to jump into that prayer room and essentially go before God, in, into the throne room of, of God. And we jump right into Psalm 55, and, it, and it's kind of another prayer of David where you know, it's, he's asking for God to listen to his pr prayer and to not ignore his plea. And, and there's, in this psalm, what really stuck out to me was in, in verse six, the wings of a dove, I would fly away. Sometimes, sometimes when we are are fleeing or in danger we feel like fleeing you know or we're being persecuted we feel like fleeing when trouble comes but you know it, because of because of that but too often you know and too often we wish to find rest and relief by escaping from our present dangers however in most cases you know, escape from those situations is not possible. 
That's just not. The real solution is found only in seeking refuge in God during those times. And and we we can do as as David did, the psalmist did, call on God evening, morning, and and noon, and they and we cast our cares upon the Lord. And this is where this famous one of the famous verses is: "Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will stand, sustain you. Will never let the righteous fall." We can cast. We have that ability to go before the Lord and cast our cares before us. He invites us to do so. And, you know, if he didn't want us to, why would he, you know, inspire David to write that? We have that repeated invitation through the Holy Spirit, through redemptive history, and and finding refuge. And even the Apostle Peter uses this, that believers should humble themselves before God and cast all their anxiety on him because he cares for before them and 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 that we are to bring our anxieties you know when you think about it and you're lying at night and I there's many people probably not just me many people that lie awake at night and all these thoughts and then I think this is when the enemy likes to attack all these thoughts come into mind and you're thinking and thinking of all these worries, but it doesn't fix it. It's not fixing the problem when you're worrying. And so it's just better to cast your cares. And, and I was, I saw a meme today where, and it wasn't a funny meme, but it was a, a, a thing on Facebook. And it was said, you know, you don't have to figure it out. It just means you're trusting God that he's already got it figured out. And that's what it is, is we're trusting God that he's already got it figured out because he does care about us in this situation. And so that's essentially um, 55 that, you know, really just um, stuck out. But we actually see here too in, in Psalm 55 that I wanted to point out is that we see David talking about betrayal that... Um, You know, we see hints of a betrayal. It says, but it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship as we walked with the throng at the house of God. So, and, J- and David lived with, with offense, but he didn't let offense get to him. And you know, and we see David, we see uh, Joseph in the book of Genesis, that they were mistreated. I mean, David was chased by Saul. He was betrayed by even his own son, but he didn't allow offense to to take over. And we see here with offense, because people will think offense is somebody that you don't know. And, it, and that could happen, but generally offense happens the most by those who are closest to you because we have this we preconceived notion of how people are supposed to treat us that are close to us that are our friends that are our pastor and when they don't live up to those ex- expectations or they betray us or betray our trust we get offended and a lot of times that we have to like as we see with David he went to the Lord 
He called on the Lord during those times. He casted his cares upon him. And I think, you know, gave this person as well. And that is something we've talked about in past podcasts as well, is giving, you know, all these people that have hurt us to the Lord. Because it doesn't do us any good to allow that offense to fester in our lives because it costs, causes us to hurt others as well and, and hurt our relationship with the Lord. So that's essentially, you know, Psalm 55. So we're going to take a quick break and jump into Psalm 56. And we are back. And in Psalm 56, the first thing that stood out in in the reading is that you know, and it's kind of piggybacking off of 55 with offense. When we are attacked, we must trust God in, in the situation. You know, I see today that, you know, especially what happened with George Floyd. And we see the riots going on. And I believe this is beyond, you know, dealing with George Floyd. We're seeing these riots. And, and it's so easy you know, and, and we see in these days that when people feel attacked, they feel like they have to attack back, that they have to cause so much pain when God calls us to act differently. You know, and I think about, you know, in like in these times, I do think about Martin Luther King Jr. And, and in that time, they were dealing with segregation. They were dealing with racism and Martin Luther King Jr., when they were doing protesting, even when they, you know, there was dog sicked on them, they were being beaten, they were being, you know, had water sprayed on them, they didn't fight back. They allowed themselves to be arrested and then just got out and they continued. It was almost Christ like in a way that they were still voicing their opinion they were protesting and they were voicing their cries of, of the voice and the cries of injustice but they weren't taking vengeance upon the people that were hurting them and you know i i think that's just something you know we think about in these days and in history and and that's what god does call us to do you know and jesus does make that command that when when somebody you know slaps us on the cheek, we give them the other, and when they they want to take our coat and cloak, you know we give them so much more, and we give them over to God, because God is the God of justice, and and yes, our justice system today is flawed because we have people who are flawed as well on the on the benches, and and they make mistakes just like the rest of us and sometimes the and and most times the system is flawed but god is the ultimate god of justice and and those who are wicked even if they get away in the legal system the earthly legal system if they do not repent and they do not turn away from their wicked ways and continue on they have to they'll repay for it and so that's what I I saw with Psalm 56 and then um and then giving praise to God giving him the praise in the end um and and continually praise him always 
you know, and that's just something that really stuck out to me. And, and that's just something, you know, especially when deliverance come, giving praise, when there's trouble, giving praise, you know, we'll see it in the book of Acts that, you know, things were not going the way that Paul wanted to go. And he, and he finds himself in prison after being flogged severely and it's in the middle of the night and instead of crying instead of weeping they're singing hymns and giving praise to God and this this huge miracle happens and I, you know I don't want to give spoilers but you know that's just how we should be and and that's that's just essentially you know what I saw with Psalm 56 and and so before we jump into Proverbs um I'll go ahead and give the the reading for Psalm 56 or for Psalms. And so we're going to go through um we're going to start with Psalm 57 and by Friday we're going to read through Psalm 60. So that's what we'll do and so we're going to jump into take a break and jump into the book of Proverbs. So we're back and we start in verse 10 of Proverbs 11 and it's talking about when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. There are shout, and it's not shouts of joy from God. I really think when somebody who hasn't repented and they end up dying and and going to hell. I believe, and I've I've read accounts from people who have had visions of hell, and all of that. They said God, they they feel sorrow because God realizes that's another person that's not in in his in heaven with him and in in internal peace. When the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy in a way. When the wicked perish, and when we think about it, it's also when the enemy is defeated. Not just people. It's also the enemy, the wickedness. And one day there is going to be no sin no evil and there's going to be joy and jubilation you know and it, and it talks about when the righteous prosper the city rejoices you know you think about you know a city they're going to rejoice or or and you know and you look in you know I'm I'm lucky to be in a smaller town where a lot of people they are believers in Jesus they're they're bible believing Jesus they're you know bible believing Christians and and it's more about rejoicing when somebody's well off you know I think about and especially those you know kids especially we've had a, a couple of them the last few years that have gotten in major wrecks and they, and they could have died and we see them progressing and it's about rejoicing that they're being healed and they're progressing in their lives. And that's how it is, is, you know, as the, you know, those who, who believe in the Lord and they're continuing on their faith, they're sharing their faith, especially in a city, people in cities are saved and there's rejoicing there and there's rejoicing in heaven. 
as well. And then we jump into verse 11. It says, Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked it is destroyed. And as that's essentially as I was talking about in the Old Testament um, podcast, part of it this this morning is essentially, you know, when you allow sin, when you allow wickedness into a nation and you turn away from God, there's destruction. And... But when you have Bible-believing Christians, when you have people who are witnessing and we're standing behind, you know, the values of God, you know, we think about America, and America used to be, like, the nation where missionaries left, they were trained here, and then they were sent out. It, you know, America used to have... It used to be so high up in so many lists, and now it's not as we've allowed, you know, sin to enter in. And so, you know, there that's just how it is. And and with the Bible is if you're turning away from the Lord, he's he's going to turn away from you. But when you turn to him, he will turn to you. Doesn't mean that, you know, we're not going to have our, our struggles. You know, we've had, you know, like 9-11 where there was terrorist attacks. You know, just different things. You are still going to deal with, with people that, you know, are evil. You know, bombings, murderers and stuff. You're going to still deal with that. But when we're facing the Lord and turning to Him during, especially during those times, He's going to be there with us and help us to rise out. And I think, you know, a lot of these attacks that are happening now is because yes, we do have a president who, you know, he does believe in religious freedom. And I think the Lord has put him there and he's really, you know, seeking the Lord's guidance in running this nation. And we're just a lot of these attacks is because the devil doesn't like what, what is happening. And so we just have to keep praying. And keep praying and lifting up, you know, our president and, and those that advise him, putting them, you know, on, on the prayer block every single day and, and anointing them with, with prayers because they need it. They need it. You know, we don't want our country to fail. There are people that want our country to fail. They want this president to fail. And, it, and it's sad that they want this to fail and and let, you know bring evil and bloodshed and it's sad and you have to pray for those people too that divine intervention will come along and they'll turn away from their ways so and we go into in verse 12 it says a man who lacks judgment derides his neighbor but a man of understanding holds his tongue you know we we look at that and you know, a man of understanding knows when to speak and what to say instead of continually talking. And we look at verse 13 afterwards, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. And and that's so true. You know, when people tell you that a secret, just keep it a secret. And it's hard. You know, I've 
I'm working in a job and in and so many jobs where gossip is so prevalent and it's and it's it's almost like a plague and it's so sad because your words can affect and will affect somebody, you know, and if you can't be trustworthy with somebody, you know, then especially with their secrets, I mean, then God can't trust you either, you know, so that's just a huge thing. And so we're going to take a quick break and then jump into continuing on with Proverbs 11. We jump into verse 14 of chapter 11, and it says, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. It's just as I talked about in, in this before the break, that there's so many people that want to see, like, even our in today, our nation falling. And we can't do that. And we look throughout the Bible, we'll see throughout the Bible, especially in the book of Daniel, that Daniel was so close to God that even rulers were coming to him for advice. And he could have just said, you know, you're on your own. I'm not going to do anything. He could have misled them, but he doesn't. And a lot of these rules, you know, some of them, they end up falling uh, but some of them, I, I believe, for example, I do believe Nebuchadnezzar is in heaven because, you know, he ended up really exalting God. And I think his eyes were open and we see the, the success of Babylon and it doesn't really fall until it's either, you know, it was a son or a grandson. They, they say a son, which means a descendant of Nebuchadnezzar. And, and that one did not turn away. And that was when Babylon was taken over. Because that person wouldn't humble themselves and take the advice of, of Daniel and those men of wisdom that generally were in there that trusted in, in the Lord. And when you think about it, you know, having the advice, especially the advice of, of people who, who seek after the Lord, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't seek for the wisdom of the Lord, but you have people there to give guidance and wisdom because sometimes in our own situations, our thoughts are clouded, our perspectives kind of get in the way, our own, even our own desires and you know, expectations get in the way. And sometimes we need those kind of people in our lives to give advice, to guide us and direct us. And especially those who have been in a similar situation, they will guide and direct us. And so that is so important about being open to the advice of others and, and having Christian friends, not forsaking the fellowship. Because when you are going through times of difficulty, you can go to those people and they will pray with you as well for the, the Lord's wisdom to go with you. 
And we jump into to verse 15 and it says, He who puts up security for another will surely suffer, but whoever refuses to strike hands and, and pledge is safe. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts. It's essentially, you know, if you put it in today's standards, is going up, you know, and signing a loan, you know, being a co-signer on a loan for a friend that is supposed to be the one making the payments and, and trusting in them to make the payments. But if they don't, it falls back on you. And it's not the wise counsel. Now, it doesn't say that we shouldn't give to our friends, you know, and those people who who are in need. But it's not signing, co-signing alone with somebody. That's not the greatest advice you know, to give is, is to co-sign on a loan with somebody you don't know. You know, yeah, they may be your friend, but how do you know, you know, that they aren't going to run into financial difficulty? So it's, it's you know, saying, hey, I'll pray for you to, that you'll get the financial help to to sign on that loan or to be able to pay for a car, whatever it may be. And then we jump into verse 16. A kind-hearted woman gains respect, but ruthless men gain only wealth. And that's essentially what it is. is and, and we see it today, you know, and even in my own life, that yes, I, I work hard, but i'm not ruthless or hard-hearted i'm i try to be kind even with co-workers that i don't see eye to eye with and i end up gaining respect with people and, and it's more than just you know a paycheck that i'm getting i know that i'm planting seeds as i'm going along and that you know what i do in essence, will is going to affect that person spiritually, and so it's about that, and about kindness. And even seventeen is about kindness. A kind man benefits himself, but a cruel man brings trouble on himself. You know, somebody who's kind, especially when you're helping somebody. There's, and it's been proven, like when you're doing charitable things, things where you're helping people, it's been proven, even in, in studies, that the euphoria people feel that it benefits them health-wise, you know, it's actually been proven. And, and the word is just totally backing that up. Well, essentially, these studies actually back up what the word says. That's how it is, actually, because this is the final say. And, but those who are cruel, they're, they're, they just bring trouble on themselves because people won't trust them. People don't want to be around them. And, and that's just how it is. <laughs> and so we're going to take a quick break and then jump or continue on. In verse 18 of, of chapter 11, it says, The wicked man earns deceptive wages, but he who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. And we've talked about that in a past podcast about what you reap is what you sow. And 
those who decide to go about ways that are deceptive are just going to receive things that are deceptive and 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 receive the same things back to them where those who sow righteousness goodness kindness faithfulness patience and self-control things like that are going to reap those same things back in their lives it's not saying that we're not going to run into trouble or anything like that but how we react and and so into those times as well will reap those in in due time Verse 19, it's the truly righteous man attains life, but he who perceives evil goes goes to his death. And we've talked about that with Psalms, that ultimately when, if somebody does not repent of their wicked ways, it leads to death. It leads to death and punishment. Where those of us that, you know, you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and you're pursuing a relationship with him you attain life. It's eternal life. More than just physical life, but eternal life. You know, verse 20, it, it, it talks about what the Lord detests. The Lord detests men a perverse heart, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. And it's like, how how do you not get a perverse heart? And it's it's what you read. It's what you listen to and it's what you watch and and what you welcome into your life, into your home. Being careful about those kind of things, you know, making sure and how you treat people and even choosing the friends that you choose. You know, yes, we're we're to go and, and go save those out in the world, but we're we're not to be the way they are. So, uh, verse 21, you know, it essentially backing up the wicked is not going to go unpunished. Like I've said before, over and over, God is the ultimate justice. And the righteous will go free. And, and even in death, they're free. You know, those of us who are Christians, we're free because we have eternal life with him. Then in verse 22, this is very, very, you know, full of an image, like a gold ring in a pig's snout. Is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. You know, a woman who doesn't show discretion is easily led around. Um, and, you know, she may look beautiful, but she has no discretion. You know, just like a gold ring may look pretty on a pig, it doesn't matter. So, verse 23, you know, it's, verse 23 is just the same thing of, you know, the desire righteousness ends in good, you know, in life, eternal life, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. There's punishment at the end if, for, for not repenting. Verse 24, one man gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. We'll jump into 25 um, and 26. A, a generous man will prosper, but he, or he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. People curse the man who hoards grain, but blessing crowns him 
who is willing to sell. And it's, you know, we're looking at that, that, you know, those who give generously and freely, they're going to receive back more than they give. Um, he blesses those who are kind and generous, whether it be in financial or, or giving themselves, giving their time, giving their resources. You know, we are steward of God's gifts and we have to use them for his cause and for the benefit of those in need. The least of these, those who are in prison, those who are poor, those who are widows, those people, and um, those kinds of people, and those who who hoard, who hold back. You know, as we talked in the in the parables of the tenants, they'll they'll be punished. <laughs> So we're going to take a, a break and finish off verse 11 or chapter 11 of Proverbs. So we're in, in verse 27 of chapter 11. It says, he who seeks good finds goodwill, but evil comes to him who searches for it. You know, when you're searching for evil, it's it's going to open its door and welcome you into it. But it's the same way with good. And, you know, things that I've been telling people this week, especially with everything that's been happening, the riots, overcome evil by doing good. By doing good. And I think that's the ultimate justice is, is when you're doing good, when you choose to go, to do good instead of evil. Instead of compound evil upon evil. You know, in verse 28, it says, Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but, but the righteous will thrive like a, a leaf. You know, we can't put our trust in our material wealth because it can just be gone in, in an instant. It'll be there one day and be gone in an instant. You know, uh, there was a man, you know, he... I was reading about two men and there was a man that helped another man that had lost his job and he was helping him by paying his rent and his utilities. He he took all of his stocks and, you know, cashed them in to help the man and and people were criticizing him because he, he sold his stocks and and you know, and, and thinking that he could have gotten more. But he helped the man and and this man ended up, you know, this other man that was being helped ended up finding another job. And in that time frame, um, the the company that this other man that had give freely, it went bankrupt. And, and his stocks worth were, were originally worth nothing after that point. So essentially, they were going to go nowhere. But the man, because of his generosity, the other man, and his goodness, the other man, was able to get him a job in the same company he worked at. And, and that's how, when, you, when you're seeking for good, it's going to come. But, and, and, not learning, and, and learning not to trust in riches, our own riches. You know, and we're and when we're seeking evil, and you're bringing trouble, it's bringing trouble on your family. You know, being raised in a family where I had siblings that they were seeking after evil, wicked things. They were doing drugs and 
just partying and and not doing well in school. Like when me and my brother went through school, it was kind of a re- we had to redeem our family name because people looked at us like, oh, it's the kids of that family. And it's sad, but that's what happens. You bring trouble, you know, not only to yourself, but to those around you. You affect those around you by how you act. And, you know, the fruit that you produce, you know, going into the next verse is the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. You know, when you have God in your life and you're allowing his word to take root, it's going to produce fruit that brings life to others around, not just yourself, but to others around you. And, and when we're witnessing and sharing how Jesus is, ha, has blessed us, we're winning souls and, and, and bringing life. And, you know, the last verse is essentially we've talked about over and over, you know, the, the ungodly will receive their due on earth just as the righteous. We all have to face, you know, God one day, you know. And I'd rather face him and be told, well done, faithful servant, versus you should have, you know, why didn't you live for me, you know? And so that's essentially it with with the book of Proverbs today. And um, so we finished chapter 11 of Proverbs. So for the next um, week, we will be reading um, Proverbs chapter 12, and we will go through verse 21 of chapter 12 and talk about those. And so I'm going to end in a prayer and just say, thank you, Lord Jesus for who you are, God, and that, Lord, we just thank you for Psalms and Proverbs, and, Lord, we just thank you, God, that ultimately, that, Lord, we have hope, we have life through through Jesus, we, you know, have rest and peace, that your fruit produces life, oh, Lord, God, I just thank you for that, Jesus, and that, Lord, we just pray that you would come and and move in such a way, continue to reveal our hearts, even as we go into the book of Luke today, Lord, let it be, bring revelation into our hearts and our souls, and we just thank you for all that you're doing, and continue to do, in Jesus' name, amen, and stay tuned for the book of Luke to show up. Thank you.